It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And today we are joined by Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also follow him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, the Cowboys got a win last night on Monday Night Football. Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, the cat that ate the canary. Uh, it's, 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 I'm trying to think of all the cat puns just to get them out uh, up front. Uh, and 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 just to kind of get them out of the way, but yes, no. I, I look. I mean, it was a it was a clearly, and we'll talk about it. But it clearly was a game where they were rusty. There were definitely huge parts of the offense were rusty early. Um, and we then, the Cowboys were rusty, not the Giants. The Cowboys were rusty. The Cowboys, yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know, having not played in fifteen days, uh, and then you know, I think eventually at the end of the game talent kind of won out but uh yeah i think it was pretty frustrating early going in that day in the night but it ended up fine and, and as the game wore on uh you know the giants fans went home we basically had the stadium to ourselves to, to watch sure. our watch us beat the, the the giants yeah so the cowboys won last night 37 to 18 and i gotta be honest landon uh that was about about the weirdest 37 points i think the cowboys have ever scored it, it certainly didn't feel like they put up uh, a, a huge game on offense uh but they did it's just it shows you the the ability of this cowboys offense because we were through i don't know what the first 20 minutes of game time and the cowboys had three points and all of a sudden they they put up 21 points in the fourth quarter uh th- 10 in the second quarter another three in the third quarter it, it was just a weird game for the Cowboys. Let's start with their offense. Uh, Dak Prescott, 22 of 35, 257 yards, three touchdowns in the interception. Uh, the interception happened on the first play of the game. Uh, I thought he bounced back well from that play. Uh, how did you think Prescott played? Yeah, I mean, I think he played – it was a tale of two halves, you know. I mean, I th- he played okay to poor in, in the first half and then – unsurprisingly really really played well in the second half and 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 you know kind of got it all back together and 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 seemed to figure things out you know really what i think happened early is they just they were uncharacteristically bad on third downs yep um and and i and you know like part of me wants to say and, we, and obviously we'll have this conversation overall, but part of me wants to say, well, they need to do a better job of starting out, you know, be- cleaner. But at the same time, it's like you go back and watch. Like some, they, they had two different holding calls on, on Tyron Smith that are not holding. I mean, like at, at some point. Yeah, I, post, I posted the video of both of the holding calls, and, man, 
one of them. They're not holding. The, one of them is one of them is 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 like a technique that's used by offensive tackles repeatedly, and and it's literally just pushing down on the guy's hip, and he loses all all. And he's not grabbing or pulling anything. You know what I'm what saying? I've, it's just what, it's, I've, it's, what I've known is de- defenders are starting to just flop and fall down when they go against Tyron Smith, hoping they're going to draw a penalty. And for whatever reason, the refs are going for it. He now has six holding penalties in his last three games. I mean, look, look, just let's just get into this because we're here right now. But I mean, first of all, like I have several different problems. First of all, those calls which were terrible. There were some other, you know, some of the pass interference. Look, the 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 Baker Cooper pass interference was questionable. It was obviously a was, makeup call. I, I think uh, that was a defense defensive holding rather than pass interference. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like, and at the same time, it's like. They couldn't keep the game. They couldn't control the game. Like you know, th- there was constantly breaking out of fights. Hernandez was involved in at least three different instances where fights broke out and never had a penalty called on him. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys were the only team that got any flags thrown on them at all during like what was several like three to four different skirmishes throughout the game. They like did. the th- Cowboys had five personal foul calls in this contest, and 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 that's you know. That's unacceptable for the for the Cowboys, but at the same time, it's pretty unacceptable for the refs too. I mean, like that. Sure. Like if you go back and watch those individual situations, like Hernandez came flying out of nowhere and pushes uh, pushes Xavier Woods to the ground. I mean, you know, or, and like not to the ground, but pushes Xavier Woods away uh, on the sideline, and then like pushes uh, Jalen Smith and, and when when Jalen's you know swatting at the ball. Like it's just like. This dude didn't get a single penalty called on him, and and three different Cowboys got penalties called on them yeah. for for skirmishes. It's like that's pretty. That's pretty. You know, pretty. It's pretty hard to sit here and say things like, "Well, you need to you you need to to do a job a better job of cleaning things up early," and then at the same time to watch them you know call holding calls on Terrence Smith on stuff like that on a touchdown pass. It does make uh, it difficult. Yeah, um, it's 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 hard to it's hard to balance. You know. Attacking the team for not doing a better job of cleaning sure. it up, but also like, why are these penalties even being called in the first place? I agree. It's become it is again. It's not just the Cowboys, but we seem like we do see it to an excessive amount because across the NFL, the officiating has gotten so bad, and I hate to harp yeah. on it on every single post game show, but it's really the story of the NFL this year that Al Riveron's crews just are so. I, I'm not. I'm not claiming they're bias towards one team or against one team but they're just so incompetent that it makes it feel like that sometimes so yeah it's certainly a problem um let's take a quick break i want to come back and we're going to go drive by drive for the dallas cowboys because there was something interesting that i noticed from yesterday if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, we're back. Uh, let's go through their first half drives really quickly, and you're going to notice something uh, pretty weird with the Cowboys. So obviously they have the interception on the first drive, one play, no yards. The next couple drives, 11 plays, 58 yards, 
uh, that turned into a field goal. That was obviously the, the drive we were just talking about with Tyron Smith, the holding call, where Randall Cobb catches a touchdown. Um, another touchdown. Another play where that gets sure. called back for Cobb. Yeah, Unbelievable. It, when you get a chance to watch the All-22 on that one, go look at the Leonard Williams hit that he put on Dak Prescott. One of the more dirty hits I've ever seen on a quarterback. He picks him up and dr- pile drives him to the ground. Uh, so the Cowboys, I mean, Leonard Williams basically gets a free hit on Prescott for a cheap holding call. Uh, the next drive was a 10-play drive for the Cowboys that they had to settle for a field goal. It was another drive that was stopped due to penalty. Uh, the, the Cowboys just bogged down once they got inside the 30-yard line. And then they had the next drive, which was a, a good drive from the Cowboys. They took the ball from their own 24-yard line inside the Giants' 35-yard line, and then Randall Cobb fumbles the ball. Uh, they give the Giants the ball back, and then they get the ball back again uh, two more times before half. Six plays, 75 yards, four plays, five yards field goal. I think it was pretty clear that the Cowboys could move the ball against its Giants defense whenever they wanted to. It was just more self-inflicted mistakes that caused this game to be closer than what it should have been. Is that, was, is that what you kind of saw, Landon? Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't think it was that surprising that they scored 37 points because really it should have been like 45 points. I mean, they had opportunities down there to uh, to score points, to get things done, and, and you know, had a touchdown called back due to the uh, BS holding call. Uh, you know, they had opportunities down there. Their offense really had, you know, had no uh, resistance. I mean, if you watch, like, Zeke was killing them. Like Did you they hear could... what Zeke said after the game? He said it was the easiest 140 yards he's ever rushed for. I have said, totally believe it, man. He said, I never, he... he said, I never, forced, uh, never miss, uh, forced a missed tackle all game, and I rushed for 140 yards. Yeah, I mean, it seriously was... <laughs> It was unbelievable. Like he was just slicing through them, and 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 uh, they didn't really have a response to it. They didn't really have a. They, they never figured that out. Like all game, like isn't how to stop funny, Zeke. Isn't it funny that the the Giants spent a first round pick on a run stopping defensive tackle? They spent another third round pick at the trade deadline for a run stopping defensive tackle, and the Cowboys carved him up for 172 yards at 5.7 yards a clip in this game. Yeah, I mean it was it was dominant performance by the offensive line and, and Zeke and and I that was the thing about it that was frustrating is that you know they he throws an interception on the first play of the first play of the from scrimmage uh, and then you know they they basically do have their way with with the Giants uh, then they force their own you know the, the Cobb fumbles it and then it's just it's stuff like that it's like that it's. They have to just kind of clean up a couple things. That they got to get some better breaks. Some of this, I mean, you know, look, the, the holding on the touchdown, like whatever. But uh, they, 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 they had no problem carving this team up on defense. Like, if anything, the the thing I was more concerned about was giving this offense more and more opportunities to score. You know, and and yeah. and, and, and and I think their their uh, their offense was held in check by. A pretty fantastic defensive performance by the Cowboys. It's pretty impressive uh, how much the Cowboys have just dominated the Giants over the last couple of years. Uh, they scored 36 points in uh, their final game last year. They scored was it, 35 in the opening game this year, and then 37. Uh, you know, last night, uh, just complete and utter dominance by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> I think we need to do this. I think we just really, really quickly. Do we need to have a Randall Cobb conversation, or are we okay? 
I don't know, man. I I feel like we need to have a conversation because because here's the thing, like the problem is again, like the thing, the amount of great plays that he's had called back is it's it's it is it's astounding. Like it really we've we've commented on it several times, and yet it continues to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And and I and that's not all his fault. And and here's the other thing too, like that call on the on the block was absolutely to me was BS. I I, I mean I understand the it's a player safety thing. I, I totally get. I don't that. understand the rule. I mean, you can, well you can, well I mean especially since he did it earlier in the game. Like yeah. there, I remember watching it earlier in the game, and the problem was that it wasn't nearly as violent, it wasn't nearly as harsh, but he it did it. And, and it, it was it, it happened at the giant sideline. That's really what, yeah. that's that's what it comes down to, right? Exactly, exactly. And all he did, he didn't hit him in the head. He just missed. He just misdirected his angle, and he, the guy lost balance and fell. Like and, and with with momentum, he didn't. It wasn't vicious. He didn't hit him in the head or like knock him unconscious. And, and the thing it was made worse on the TV on TV because they screwed up. Who who uh, who actually because uh, Peppers actually did get hurt. On the play, yeah, it wasn't but it, he wasn't the one who got hit. Yeah, so so they they made it look a lot worse. But you know, the, 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 I guess to get back to the point, uh, my whole thing is that he's done a lot of stuff. He's putting himself in position to make plays. The problem is, is that they keep getting called back, and then all his boneheaded stuff. Which I mean, hmm. I, I'm not denying that he has done some boneheaded stuff. It, it that's all the stuff that sticks. So yeah, I mean, I I, I like I said. I, I think it's worth having a, a conversation because uh, I mean it's hard not to 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 it's hard to ignore, but at the same time I feel like he's doing good things and 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 I think that as many good things as he's doing, there's another half there's another hundred percent like of stuff that's getting called back like yeah. it's totally it's totally nuts. It's just man he's he's had such a weird start to his career in Dallas where. If you don't call back some of the long touchdowns, his numbers look so much better. But, man, he, he's a third receiving option in Dallas, and now he leads the league in drops. Uh, he's got a ton of penalties. It, it, he's got a fumble that was pretty big. It, he's got an, inter, uh, an interception that bounced off his hands uh, that went to the defender. It's just It's been a weird start for Randall Cobb's career. Um, let's take another break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about the defense. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, the Cowboys allowed 18 points to the Giants in this one, but the offense basically gave them three points to start this game. They gave them the ball at the seven-yard line or something like that. Uh, the Giants had really one big play in this game, and that was a 65-yard screen mm-hmm. pass to Saquon Barkley. Other than that, it really wasn't a very productive day for the Giants. I thought a, a number of the Cowboy players had some of their best games of the season. Uh, Sean Lee, I thought Jalen Smith was really good. Jordan Lewis was obviously good again. 
Uh, Demarcus Lawrence was fun. What did you think about the Cowboys' defensive performance in Week 9? Uh, Demarcus Lawrence was outstanding. I mean, yeah. like, he played incredible. Uh, you had, he had the sack, obviously. But, you know, on several different occasions was uh, the – you know the tip of the spear at getting some of those tackles for losses on, on Barkley, including near the goal line where he, you know, right after the, uh, 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 the turnaround when they were, they had first and goal, I think it was, they ran a play and he's the one who actually caused the loss that that uh, I that kind of really prompted that whole goal line stand. I think uh, he had another, you know, I think three QB hits. Uh, I think the guy that we need to talk about is Michael Bennett, man. Sure, like, let's do that. I mean, fantastic game for first game back. I mean, had a sack, four QB hits. Uh, it was all over the field. Was just a was just a force inside as a pass rusher. Um, you saw him hitting like forklift moves and driving people back into the quarterback and uh, making plays. I, you know, I thought he played fantastic for a first for the first game. Um, yeah, I mean, like. Uh, I mean, it just felt like Xavier Woods, maybe probably his best game as a pro, uh, a pass deflection, interception, and a forced fumble. Um, you know, I just thought that he was playing outstanding out there. What about Doris uh, Armstrong? Then, I was just going to say, Doris yeah. Armstrong, I mean, finally getting home on one of these, causing the fumble, uh, forced fumble, which uh, uh, Jordan Lewis recovered and, uh, and ran back for a touchdown, which was a fantastic play on his part, getting his hand on the ball. I mean, I, you know, I'm hoping that that's the one that kind of tips him over, right? Like, cause he, uh, he, he has been like so close for so long, has not been able to convert it. Uh, and I think that that's like, he got the triple crown right there. The, the, the well, no, not that he didn't get the fumble recovery, but he did get the, uh, the forced, uh, the, the forced fumble in the yep. sack. So, uh, lots of really great play by the, the defense, uh, in spite of not having Leighton Vander Esch. And you mentioned Sean Lee. Uh, just really a, a fantastic performance. Uh, several different quick change uh, uh, chances by them uh, denied. Uh, you know, four different. I think four different trips to the red zone, all ending in, in field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fantastic. And, and you know, and, and a run defense that was in, feeling their fits, man. I mean, they were they were in where they needed to be. Uh, 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 Barkley had nowhere to go basically, and 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 actually had less yards rushing than Daniel Jones, uh, which which bodes well for next week as well because I mean next week we're gonna have a really uh, tough rushing opponent, uh, and so it was good to see the Cowboys coming out of the bye with their fits like perfect, and despite not having Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah, Saquon Barkley rushed for twenty eight yards on fourteen carries, two yards per carry. Uh, he had no room to run all day long. Uh, speaking of Sean Lee. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Sean Lee play this well. I think a little bit is, you know, obviously he had the 15 days to get prepared, and I think the Cowboys probably knew that Sean Lee was going to get the start. They probably were going to be cautious with Leighton Van Der Esch. But I also think it's partly the opponent. Sean Lee knows the Giants really well. He's played historically really well against the Giants. I think the Cowboys felt comfortable that they could put him in this game, and he was going to be in the right spots. Uh, I, I thought he was fantastic, and this is the reason why you hold on to Sean Lee is because you get into these big games or Monday night games and you feel comfortable that you know he can not only move from the Sam to the Will, you can play him as a Mike, you can play him all over the field, and you know that he's going to be assignment and sound. Um, one of the things I'm really interested to go back on the film and see is how the Cowboys used their defensive linemen. Uh, you mentioned Michael Bennett, Demarcus Lawrence. 
Doesn't it feel like now the defensive line has the correct personnel to run what Rod Marriott wants to run, where you can have Quinn and Lawrence as the defensive ends, you can have Michael Bennett lined up next to Lawrence, and you can do a bunch of different things with stunts. You can, I mean, you can do uh, basically anything you want to do with these three interior or these defensive ends. You can move them all over the field. Uh, doesn't it just make more sense as what we want to see from a Rod Marinelli unit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, Tyron Crawford, when, when he was healthy, kind of gave you close to this, um, and, and you saw it at different times, just being able to rotate in these guys with different skill sets, uh, use them in different spots, mix and match their skill sets against different people on the offensive line. Uh, and I, I think, you know, that's... That's ultimately the the goal, right? Figuring out what a, how what a guy does well rushing the passer, passer, and then putting him in a position to make it happen. Um, I think the difference is now that that Bennett is a, is a better player, is a better pass rusher than mm-hmm. than uh, than Crawford is. I mean, I think that's. I wasn't exactly sure if that's true, but just watching him last night just has more moves. I mean, he's just not relying only on power. Uh, and quickness. I mean, I think he just seems more technically proficient. Has a plan. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think th- this is a, this is a situation the Cowboys need to figure out a way to start uh, when getting these these uh, getting these leads early because I think this defense is really now going to allow them the opportunity to really really lean on teams. Uh, uh, when they have when they get one dimensional because of the pass rush because of of, of who they have in the middle and out on the outside now uh, they're going to be able to rush the passer they're going to be able to get after quarterbacks in a way that they probably haven't been previously so uh, now it becomes even more important that the offense uh, gets these leads early so that the Cowboys can u- utilize their defense and just lean on these guys uh, and not just allow teams to continue to be two dimensional throughout the game. Uh, ho- hoping that the the Dallas offense kind of sputters its sure. way into it, into into uh, d- uh, dangerous, you know. Uh, it's really early, but who would you rather sign next year, Robert Quinn or Michael Bennett? Uh, probably Robert Quinn. I, I agree. I, yeah. I, mean, I just think that he's younger. And, and do we think I, that's I, even a possibility though? Because Robert Quinn should get paid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I, I think yeah, it's, it's, gonna it's, be, it's it's gonna be because I can see him getting fourteen million dollars a year. When I, I think he's a better player than like Zadarius Smith, who the Packers have. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know if maybe if he signed. What what was the deal originally with the Packers? Like you mean like with, was, with the Dolphins? No, I mean not the Packers. The Patriots. What was what was the deal that the Bennett signed originally with the Patriots? Oh, I, I thought it was like one year, four million dollars, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he'll take another deal if he likes it here. Just take take another yeah, short term deal, maybe. Yeah, the Cowboys have a lot of interesting decisions they're going to have to make this year. And obviously, not with Prescott and Amari Cooper, they're going to pay those guys. But yeah. it's the guys after that with Malik Collins, Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Michael Bennett. It'll be interesting to see how they handle those situations and those contracts moving forward. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and download the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.